Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. Shout it out. Hallelujah. Remain standing if you would go to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, verse number 1. We're going to read quite a few verses. Acts chapter 15. Hallelujah. You got it? Uh, It says, And certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and other and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and, uh, and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Say conflict. conflict. Say a big conflict. a big conflict. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter, and when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to the men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by the mouth of the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Look at your neighbor and say, what you fighting about? Then all the multitudes kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked uh, through them among the Gentiles. The, The problem is the Pharisees couldn't understand how God was working miracles amongst people that weren't keeping Torah. Verse 13, and after they had become silent, James answered, saying, men and brethren. My question is, who is the men? Because he says some of them his brothers, the rest of them he won't even call his brother. He just says men. That's like saying ladies and James. (laughs) 
or, or, or fellas and James. You know, watch this. Ben and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God in the first, at the first visited the, to the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. Verse 15, and with this is the words of the prophets agreed, just as it is written. After this, I will return. I will build the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will build its ruins, and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all of the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. Known, known to God from eternity are all his works. Look at verse 19. That's where I want to get to. Therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses uh, had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Look at verse 19 again. Therefore, I judge. Look at your neighbor say, follow the leader. Father, I, I decrease now as I share this very short and pragmatic word over these next few moments. I pray that you would tailor make it and customize it for us, your people, tonight. We thank you that as we've come together to celebrate you and to receive your supper tonight, Father, that you would be with us and that you would ordain our steps. Father, your word declares the steps of the righteous have been ordained by God. And you stepped us into this place tonight for such a time as this, for such a word as this tonight. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. High five two or three people as you take a seat and say, handling conflict well. Handling conflict well. You'll be seated tonight. I, I, I want to be very pragmatic about this tonight uh, because uh, at one time or another, everybody's going to deal with conflict. Say conflict. Uh, in Acts chapter number 15, we find that there is a conflict going on in the church. There's a, there is a group of people in the church that say, well, for the people to really be saved, they've got to be keeping the Torah, and they've got to be doing this and that and the other. And then there was another group that said, well, they don't have to do all of this. And so they came together, and they had conflict. Say it again, conflict. Now write this down. Life's too short to always be at war with everybody. I'm going to say that again. Life is too short to always be at war with everybody and with everything. There's, there's more to your days than trying to get victories on your side of who and what war you won that day. It's too short for that. Scripture says life is like a vapor, which means by the time you finally realize it's there, it's already gone. Are you getting me? Now, I want to define conflict tonight because if you're not, watch this, you're, you're one of three places tonight. You're either in the middle of a conflict you're either coming out of a conflict or you're getting ready to go into a conflict. Got it? So then now you and your neighbor, y'all all in one of those three places. So we got a lot in common tonight. Now, uh, conflict means this. It means to come to collision or disagreement. Uh, please understand, uh, conflict is inevitable. It is going to happen. I don't care how nice you are. I don't care how much mercy you got. I don't care how much grace you got. Conflict is going to happen. So the first definition of conflict, it means to come into collision or disagreement. It means people look at the same thing, but they see it a different way. That's what it means to disagree. It means to be uh, at, at variance or in opposition. Now, a little side note here about conflict. It's interesting because many times conflict occurs not outside of your house, but inside your house. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to treat folk that you don't know nice? Okay, y'all don't want to say nothing. That, that's, that's cool. Uh, second definition of conflict, it means to fight or do battle. To fight or do battle. Third definition, I told you I want to be very pragmatic. It means a struggle. 
specifically a prolonged struggle. It means, fourth definition, controversy. It's controversy. Conflict involves controversy. Fifth definition, it means discord. Discord. Now, I'm giving you all these definitions. I'm gonna t you're going to understand it better by and by in just a moment. <laughs> Seven, watch this. Incompatibility. Incompatibility. Now, now this, this is where we got to get because ma many times conflicts arise and believers, we don't know how to handle them because we think that everything that is around is supposed to remain that way. Sometimes conflict arises in your life because there's something God is trying to remove from your life or someone God is trying to remove from your life. And if you don't understand how to handle conflict well, you will end up holding on to something that is in direct incompatibility with you. You are an apple trying to run a Windows program and it will not work for you. I wish there was somebody in the house tonight. And so there becomes conflict. You got to know how to handle it. Now watch this. Conflict occurs for one or two reasons. Real simple. First reason conflict occurs is because of growth and change. Growth and change. There's some feedback in my monitor. Growth and change is the first reason conflict occurs. Now, that's a good reason to have conflict. Now, remember, conflict is what? Inevitable. It, it is going to happen no matter what. All you got to do is live through a week on earth and you're going to experience some conflict somewhere with somebody at some time. I don't care how spiritual you are, how many tongues you talk in, how many books in the Bible, you know you're going to experience, say it with me, conflict. Now, this is what we see happening in Acts chapter 15. They're experiencing conflict because the church is growing at a rapid pace. And as the church is growing, you have different sects of people, S-E-C-T-S. You have different groups of people in the body that have not been trained on what it is that the apostles believe. So what they do is they take their dispute to one higher than them. And we find that many times believers, they try to solve problems on the same level the problem was initiated. And you cannot solve problems. That's why married folks are trying to solve your own problems. If you could solve them, they would have been solved. Sometimes you got to get somebody that's at a higher level than you that can look in and say, no, you wrong for this and you wrong for that. You cannot solve your conflicts at the same level. So in Acts 15, we find that Paul and Barnabas and some of the Pharisees have a disagreement. They don't sit there and go back and forth arguing with one another. No, you know what they do? They say, let us go to the leader because the leader's going to tell us how to settle this issue you are you still here now now it comes because of growth and change watch this uh, growth and change occurs in several different spheres of life you're going to have growth and change on your job policies are going to change and you've been doing it that same way for 20 years matter of fact you wrote the book on the policy you are the policy originator there was no policy until you got there man you wrote the policy handbook and all of a sudden, somebody new shows up and got new policies. And you say, well, wait a minute. What are you doing? Who moved my cheese? <laughs> so now you're going to have conflict. You have Windows 95 trying to run a program built for Windows 7. Come on, computer people. You got to use one. Even if you don't know how to do it, you may be pecking on that thing, but you got to use it. Are you still here? 
So, so you're going to have conflict on your job. You're going to have conflict in your relationships and friendships. Because guess what? That person sitting next to you every moment, including right now, they are a different person than they were 10 minutes ago. Listen, what do you mean they're a different person? They are constantly growing and evolving into themselves. And so that's the reason why certain people make certain bad decisions at certain stages in their life. Because they weren't grown enough for what they thought they were grown enough for. And are you still here? So what ends up happening now is in relationships. Well, they changed. Duh. She's not the same no more, Bishop. She's not supposed to be. You're not the same. Bishop, my friend, they're not the same no more. Duh. They're not, if they're the same, can I tell you what they are? They're dead men walking. Because anything that refuses to change accepts death. Are you still here? So now, so now, then, 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 then conflict comes as we go to growth and change. You're going to experience it on your job. You're going to experience it in relationships. You're going to experience it in marriage. You're going to experience it in, in, in dealing with your children, parents. Bishop, they're just not the same anymore. Of course not. They didn't have hair above their lip last time. There's a little hair right there now. Different, different, different ball game now. <sighs> okay, I, I don't want to push that. I'm going to stay right there. I can push it, but I don't know. <laughs> of course things will change because people change. And what happens is, is most time conflict arises when one individual's change and the other person ignored the change. You didn't see it. You didn't scope it out. You didn't, you didn't expect it to come. You expected that it was going to be the same way every day, all the time. And that's not how life, but do I have five witnesses? That's not how life works. People change. Things change. So conflict arises because of growth, and conflict arises because of change. Now, in Acts 15, th there were some steps they followed. We'll get to those in just a moment, but... But they understood that when growth and change is happening, we cannot marry ourselves to an antiquated system that produces meager results. See, see, where you're at in your life now, the little praying you used to do doesn't work anymore. Okay, let me just talk to some. It's a Wednesday night crowd. Let me tell you. Little, thank you, Jesus, Father. I just, just bless me, Lord, and just touch me. Just let me have a good day. No, that ain't working for the level of warfare you're at in your life now. That ain't working for the level of hell you're dealing with on your... That's not working now. So, so you've got to change. You, you cannot marry yourself to a system that doesn't produce the results you need today. That is the equivalent of you insisting that if you go purchase a brand new automobile that they put a cassette deck in it. You on the lot for 2011 and said, now where's the cassette player? I don't even know if they put CD players in cars no more. They just got the little thing for your MP3. Yeah, now the MP3 is your... <laughs> it's, it's so we all on the same page. Shout conflict. Now, conflict does not always mean or necessitate something evil. I need you to get that. Because this, this, this carries over to what I was talking about last week. Is, is you cannot be afraid of conflict. 
Because if you are afraid of conflict, you are afraid of change. And if you are afraid of change, you're afraid of growth. That's why you got some people today, and they're still sitting up singing the same, same old song. You, I talked about it Sunday. They're singing the same old song in their life. Talking about the same old stuff. Every time you have a conversation with them, it's like you're on the History Channel because they're bringing up all kinds of those. They don't have nothing relevant to talk about, nothing new to talk about. They're still talking about, about how the last man hurt them and how the last woman hurt them. There's nothing new to talk about. And so what they do is marry themselves to a system that's robbing them of life. So conflict comes, the first reason, as a result of what? Growth and change. Growth and change. That, that's good conflict. That's, that's conflict you want to welcome. When you see that conflict, you ought to shout because you ought to say things are getting better because there's growth happening and there's change happening because if I'm changing, that means I'm living. And when I stop changing, that means I'm dying. So, so, so now watch this. Now, uh, some of the players you're going to deal with, with, with conflict at in this growth and change thing is are you willing to grow to a place you cannot see? You know the thing about God is God stretches you and he stretches you to a place and you never know when the stretch is over. And are you willing to stretch to that place even though you can't see it? See, God has this history in the Bible. If you read it, it'll blow your mind. God has this history in the Bible where he always only tells people just enough information. Abraham, go to a land I'm going to show you. Where I'm going, you'll know when you get there. How am I going to know? I'll tell you. No road map, no, no navigation, no lady in his phone to tell him, turn around. And recalculate. No. God just says, go to a land I will show you. Now, here's the promise. If you'll go even though you don't know where you're being stretched to, I promise you this, I'll make your name great. If you'll grow to a place where you don't know where you're going, I promise you this, and you, all the families of the earth, shall be blessed. See, God always attaches the blessing to an instruction that is somewhat ambiguous. Can you stretch to a place you cannot see? You're still here. So change or conflict occurs because of what? Growth and change. But now here's where I wanted to get. Here's where I wanted to get because I wanted to stir your Kool-Aid up a little bit tonight. <laughs> Listen, if you come and your Kool-Aid ain't getting stirred, I, I don't understand the point. Because if all I'm going to do is preach you comfortable, no, I'm going to mess with that for a long time. If all I do is preach you comfortable, See, that's the problem with the body of Christ today. They want to be preached comfortable. They don't want to be preached through their problems. They want to be preached out of them. Not understanding, if you get preached out of it, you're going to have to go right back through it. Because until you pass the test, God is not letting you off the hook for that thing. So I cannot preach you comfortable. I got to preach you out of your comfort zone. I got to preach some stretch marks into you. I got to preach you to the place where God says, now I can use you. See, if you get preached comfortable, then, then you, might as well just, you might as well check out now. Everything you're doing is a waste because you've been where you're going. Comfortable people have been where they're going. I'm going to say that again. It's so simple. You missed it. Comfortable people have been where they're going. Let me translate because that's an old southern sage saying. <laughs> uh, ladies, she said to the preacher, the Baptist preacher, she said, Rev, don't mess with him. 
he been where he going. That means where they are on their way to, they've already been there before. Which means they're not growing or changing, they're walking in circles. You're not, they're going on the merry-go-round of life. And at some point, that little lullaby song they play on the merry-go-round is going to get old. Are you here? Now, now, second reason, second reason that conflict occurs, watch this, is because of offense. Or offense. People getting offended. <laughs> look at your neighbor. Just look. <laughs> Ain't nothing to say to him on this one. Just what watch this. Proverbs eighteen nineteen says, A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Offense is one of the number one demonic and satanic tools that's used to defeat people. And the trip of it is, Satan makes it seem like they think they won. So, so we're going to dig in this tonight. Y'all give me a few minutes to dig in this tonight. Uh, all right, watch, watch this, watch this. People will be offended. Watch this. Jesus always offended people. So this image people have with Jesus is a nice man walking around with dove soap bars in his bag, eating granola, hugging trees. That is not the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus of the Bible walked around. He had a, he had a whole posse with him. He walked around, walked up in people's churches saying, this ain't the truth. Come here, Rabbi Shmuley. This isn't the truth. That's the Jesus of the Bible. Jesus of the Bible would get up in the middle of the church and say, that ain't how I wrote it. The Jesus of the Bible would deliberately say things that were offensive to people, and he'd look at their response, and the more they cringed, the more he pushed the envelope. See, 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 see watch this, because the first reason people will get offended with you is when you tell them the truth. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm going to preach my own self. Happy. When you start telling people the truth, it begins to offend them. You know why? Because people don't like the truth. They like living in a place called denial. Because denial means I don't have to confront me. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Somebody call you with a problem, and they call in for you to take their side with the problem. And instead, you fire back at them. All of a sudden now, you don't have no good godly advice no more. They don't want to talk to you no more. Because they're offended. See, see, when you tell the truth, people get offended. I, I remember the movie. He said, tell us the truth. And Jack yelled back, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> but you know what's funny is we always ask questions that you really don't want the real answer to. Y'all ain't going to say nothing on Wednesday night. That's all right. People always asking questions. See, people, people, Bishop, just you tell me if I'm wrong. Just you correct me. Then I say something, well, I just have my seasons changed. No, you can't handle the truth with your offended self. So I don't even bother. You're doing everything good, baby. Just keep on. Just keep on keeping on. God loves you. You got a friend in your mind. Right now, that you think about when I'm talking about telling them the truth. 
Okay, I'm going to deal with the ladies for about 30 seconds, then I'm going to come deal with the fellas for the, no, 30 seconds. Later. Girl, do you think it's me, me and, and, and so-and-so supposed to be together? No, he ain't no good for you. Well, I just, I don't know. I'm going to seek God. <laughs> then why you ask? If you were going to do what you wanted to do the whole time, then just don't waste my, do you sitting up here wasting my cell phone? Man, I ain't got time for it. <laughs> the devil. Let me tell you about it. Now, he's been this and this and this and this. But now, everybody deserves a second chance. But he's been this and this and this. And this, and this. But what do you think? Well, I'm telling you, he ain't no good for you. I know he ain't no good for you. <laughs> Let me call you back once again. But then don't call me no more. You, you, you want to stop getting bombarded with foolishness? Start telling people the truth. But now, if you're a truth teller, make sure you're able to be a truth receiver. Because it amazes me the people that can dish it out but can't take it back. I just tell it like it is. Somebody tell you like it is, all of a sudden now you're sitting there having an emotional breakdown all over the computer. You're sitting in the corner of your job rocking back and forth and all that looking weird. That ain't the... Come on, you precious people. Come on. I'm going to heal you and slay you in the spirit in just a minute. Me and Benny got matching suits. Now, what's this? Jesus, Jesus told the truth. In Matthew 15, in Matthew 15, just, 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 just write it down. Matthew 15, Jesus says, it's not what goes into the man that defiles him, but what comes out of his man and a man that defiles him. Then the disciples said to him, do you know the Pharisees were offended when they heard you say that? Jesus said, it's not what goes into you that defiles you, it's what comes out of you that defiles you. The disciples come back and say, Jesus, we just wanted you to know. The, 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 uh, the Pharisees, had a, they was offended. They were greatly offended when you told him that. And Jesus' response is, every tree that ain't from my daddy is going to be plucked and thrown into the fire. Let me tell you what he really said. Can I translate? He said, tell him to go to hell. He said, because I refuse to put my picnic next to the one pile of dog excrement. I refuse to allow one hater to mess me up. I refuse. Okay, y'all couldn't handle what Jesus said. It's right there in your Bible, Matthew 15, 11 through 14. You can read it for yourself. Second time, people will get offended with you. Because offense really has nothing to do with you. It all has to do with the person being offended. Remember, we're talking tonight about handling conflict. So this is conflict that doesn't come as a result or a byproduct of growth or change. This comes as a result of, what is it? Offense. Second reason people will get offended with you. You ready for this? When you know who you are, let me translate, when you walk in authority. But to walk in authority, you have to have identity. So you can't walk, see, watch this. The reason, if, if, if a police officer right now was to walk out into the middle of the street and the police officer was to hold up a badge, you don't have to see exactly what's on the badge, nor do you have to see a badge number, nor do you have to see uh, his graduation from the police academy or his contract of hire. You will respond to his badge. So if he stands out there in the middle of the street and holds up his badge, you're going to stop your automobile regardless of all of this because you perceive he's a man walking in. And that offends people that don't have authority because they don't know who they are. So let me tell you what they're going to call you, arrogant. 
They're going to call you prideful. They're going to call you stuck up. I, I tell you, if I had five cents for every person that had some, but let me tell you, I refuse to not know who I am to accommodate you. You better get in your word and find out who you are. You'll meet people, single people, if you're dating. She's stuck up. No, she's not a. I was trying to remember if it was Sunday night or Wednesday. Trying to remember. She's not a chicken head. Clean that up good. No, so she's not going to settle. Oh, he just wants too much. No, he's just not going to settle. And they got enough identity to know if I got to walk by myself. I'll walk by myself until I find what I'm looking for. Wouldn't it be a shame if you lost a $100 bill on your car and you stopped looking for it and settled for the quarter? I wish somebody was in the house tonight. I refuse. I know who I am and I know whose I am and I know who he's made me to be and I know the authority I have. I am seated in heavenly places with him on his I am a king and a priest and if that offends you, I'm like Jesus. Go to hell. All right. All right. All right. All right. But Bishop, what, what, what did Jesus mean when he said it's, it's plucked up and it's thrown into the fire, it's thrown into, yeah. what does he mean? Gehenna. Go back to your trash. That's what that means. Go back to that foolishness. Go back to your mess. Because eventually you're going to realize that that mess ain't as good as you've been making it out to be. All right. All right. So the second reason people will be offended by you is when you find out who you are. Let me tell you the people that will really be offended with you. The people that knew you when you didn't know who you were. The people that knew you when you didn't know who you were, they capitalized on the fact that you didn't know who you were. That's how they took advantage of you. Okay. All right. All right. All right, so, 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 Matthew 13, that same chapter, uh, you can see between Matthew 13 and Matthew 15, Jesus offended everybody. Matthew 13, 56, listen to this. And his sisters, <coughs> are they not all with us? Where did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and his own house. Nor did he do many, many, uh, many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So now watch this. While we're shouting about knowing who we are and walking in authority, that's no license for us to beat people over the head with it. A king doesn't announce himself. See, see, I, I, I have a, no, I'm not, no. Okay, so, the, so, see, when you're a king, See, see, your very presence is intimidating. And you can't make apologies for that. So where you walk, why are they walking like that? They know who they are. 
so they don't have to walk around, oh, you like me? You like my hair? You, you like the way I look? You like my suit? I don't care if you don't like my suit. I paid for it, and I'm going to wear the mess out of that suit. You, you, you like my hair? Pay for it if you don't like it. Okay, I'm, I'm getting too rough tonight. I'm too rough. It's too rough. Y'all can't handle this. Y'all can't. See, y'all be saying preach, and then you send me an email tomorrow, and then I got to reply back to you. Go to heaven. <laughs> now, now watch this. While we talk about people that get offended, here's the truth. You've probably been offended yourself. You know the most offensive thing people say to me is I'm offended. <laughs> Scripture says love doesn't get offended. Which means if you get offended by someone you say you love, you must not really know them. See, the song says, if you don't know me by now. Ooh. See, if you don't know. See, when you're around folk that they say they love you, you shouldn't have to form words and say it a certain way and say it like this and say it like that. And you ought to be able to be real around folk that say they love you and they'll be able to understand, I know what they mean. I know, and if I don't, I'll check with them to get. So while, while we're talking about people that have been offended, you've probably been offended. Matter of fact, I will guarantee you, you've been offended. But, but let me tell you how that happens, because remember we're talking about handling conflict. See, you can't pray that off. I just pray that I just would not be offended. Got it? Yeah. Watch this, because offense... Or being offended is an entrance. Can I teach you for just a moment? Offense is an entrance. The enemy gets an entrance through a wound, someone, or something calls you in the past. That's how people get offended. I, I mean, it, it, it would be one time I'm going to set a camera up here, and they're going to shoot it back so you can see some of the people's faces. Because you can see offense happening. See, I learned to get like Jesus. I push even further. You either going to sit there and take it or get up and walk out. One of the two. And I'm fine with both. Because I got to report to him. Not to those I lead. But now watch this. Watch this. It's an entrance that's caused by a wound. People that have been wounded by previous pastors get offended when God gives them a good pastor. I've seen it happen. People that have been offended by previous supervisors get offended when God gives them another supervisor. And so what they end up doing is making this that. Because they have a wound there. Offense is what? It's an entrance. Well, an entrance is only caused with a cut or a wound. On your body, there is no way for anything to get in your body in terms of your skin except through a cut or a wound or a puncture. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because see, what we got to do, believers, saints of the Most High God, what we got to do is we got to get rid of this offense thing. Because as long as everybody's talking about offense, the kingdom will not be advanced. 
Because the kingdom can't be advanced with babies, and babies get offended. Bishop, how do you know? They whine every time something doesn't go the way they want it to go. That's what babies do. They whine. They whine. And they holler. And then when they really want you to get the message and they don't feel like you're listening to them, they holler louder. I watched the baby do it one time. I watched that little guy. He's sitting there and he's just doing fine. Then all of a sudden, just, uh, I said, boy, you fine. Stop all that. I said, stop all that right now. I said, you sitting up here trying to play me. I know you ain't really crying. <laughs> See, some of you, the reason you got to get your kids straight is because you, they, they play on you. They, and they know how to play you. She just ain't, she misses me. She ain't seen me all day. She's three. She don't know all that. She's crying because she knows she's going to work you like a part-time job. Now, okay, come on here. Now, Bishop, are you saying that every time, no, I'm making a point in reference to specific and peculiar situations that your neighbor may have been affected by. All right, got to do that. Got it. Now, now, now watch this. You ready? People that are constantly offended. How many people you know somebody like that? Constantly offended, constantly offended. How many people that's you? Okay, okay. All right, good. See, I was going to trick you. My God. Okay. We was going to find you so we could lay hands on you and get you healed and delivered and set free in the name of Jesus. <laughs> people that are constantly offended, listen to this. They're always finding something wrong with everything. Always finding something wrong with everything. People that are constantly offended walking to church looking for something wrong. You invite them to church, hey, come on to church. I'm going to go as if they're doing us a favor. I'm going to go with you. Well, why we got to stand the whole time while they singing? Well, sit down then. <laughs> Lord, I want to push that right there, but I'm not going to do it. I rededicated my life to the Lord on Sunday, and I said, I'm not, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm in a good mood. I'm joking. <laughs> now, 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 they're always finding something wrong with everything. Well, why the seats so close together? Pick yours up and move it over. Why the music so loud? Go to the video cafe. It's in the back. Why everybody shout like that and praise God? I don't know. We're glad that we're not going to hell. I don't know. We're glad that we should have been dead. We should have been gone. Should have been messed up. Should have been laying in some street somewhere. But God has been good to us. So excuse me if you get offended by my praise. Because... Something wrong with everything. Why he use a wireless mic? You, you, y'all laughing? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. 
you'd be surprised. So he said, my Lord, I want you to use me. You see, you ain't ready for what you're asking for. Because, see, somebody come to you with one of them complaints, and you've you been, been to the old you. Meet me outside in the parking lot in five minutes. I'm going to show you why I use a wireless mic. Now, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you, buddy. You're going to learn why I use a wireless mic. Why are they so nice at that church? Why? Why? Because. Can't help it. You will go to somewhere mean, we'll give you some addresses and places you can go. <laughs> Why did everybody always giving you hugs? All right, then, shake hands. Now, I'm just saying, people that get, are always offended are always looking for something to be offended by. See, that's the spirit of offense. See, when you think of offense in terms of sports, the offense is trying to do what? They're trying to score. That's what offended people do, and they're trying to score. See? I told you, all churches were the same. See, this is why I don't go to church. You, you invite them out. Come on, we're going to have a nice little night. We're going we're gonna to enjoy, and we're just going to have this nice, nice, good, holy Christian time. This is why I don't come with Christians. But, you know, they come up with crazy stuff. You got it? Second thing, though, y'all all right? I'm out through. Second thing, though, that people that are constantly offended, they're very disloyal. People that are constantly offended, you, you got to... When you figured out that about them, what you need to do is withdraw. Do that constant offended? Because one point I'm going to give you in a moment, I'm going to get ahead of myself. You, you're never going to win them. If I just love them some more, it's not going to work. If I just pray harder, you should do that, but it ain't going to work for them. It's going to work for you. Got it? See, prayer is about you, not exerting your influence over others. Are you getting what I'm saying? Third thing about people that are all constantly offended, they never reach their full potential. These are people that die, and the truth of the matter is, is that they have cheated God. They have cheated God because they're still full of stuff they were supposed to do. They're still full of stuff they were supposed to conquer. They're still full of stuff that they were supposed to rule and reign in. And I think there's some people in the house tonight that say, I refuse to die full of potential. When I go out, I want to be like Paul. I want to be poured out. Everything that's in me that I'm supposed to do, I want to be done. That's why he'll be able to say, well done, that good and faithful servant. He can't say, well done, if you didn't do nothing. But be offended. Got it? So here's, here, here's, the big, here's the big question. Bishop, how do I handle conflict? Number one, make a decision up front. You're going to handle it with love. Make that decision up front. Now, it's easy not to handle stuff with love. It's really easy. I mean, matter of fact, it's, it's so easy. Many times when you've gone down the road, you didn't even realize you went down the road. But here's why the enemy doesn't want you to handle conflict with love. Because what he wants you to do is, is he wants you to get out of love. Say, why, Bishop? Because Galatians says faith works by love. Which means if I get offended and I get out of love, my faith isn't working. See, see, here's what happens. The spirit of offense normally arises when you're close to a major breakthrough. Because the enemy knows if I can get your faith to stop working, the breakthrough, which is right here, will stay right here. Because you got offended. You're this close to getting what you dreamed for your whole life. And Satan says, let me get him offended. Because if I get them offended, I'll rob them. Because if their faith doesn't work, because their love's not working, they can't see that breakthrough come in. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, 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 second thing, second thing I got to do when I'm handling conflict is I don't play the blame game. I focus on the big picture. How, how much conflict do you have where it's trying to figure out who did what? And by the time you figure it out, how many know that most of the time you figure out both people don't even really know what happened? You, you, well, I believe, what I believe had happened was, I don't play the blame game. I just focus on the big picture. Parents don't play the blame game. You left these cookies out. Mama, you told me last night to get the cookies and say, I ain't tell you to put no cookies on the counter. I got a tape recording of you telling me to put the cookies up. Well, you made that on your computer. That's what you've been doing in there, working on them computers. Trying to... Don't play the blame game. Married couples, don't play the blame game. Well, you're supposed to pay the rent, but now you're supposed to pay the rent. But I've been paying the rent for 13 years. Well, I asked you to do it for me this one time because I wasn't going to get off late to Friday, and I know I couldn't get to the bank to get the check. You ain't told me that. Don't play the blame game. On your job, don't play the bang game. Just get the job done. Because the people that have a new song have a get or done attitude. Come on, y'all connect these dots. This stuff is simple. Ecclesiastes 10 says, a fool always makes himself known. And he shows everyone he is a fool. Scripture says, folly is set. Ecclesiastes 10 and 6, folly is set in great dignity while the rich sit in a lowly place. People that are always offended are always trying to get a punch. And the Bible says folly. You ever heard somebody say, well, I, I, I'm going to do that because you know what? I ain't, gonna, ain't nobody going to treat me like that. Uh, but they they want to prove a point. Bible says that's folly. Folly is in a place of dignity. He says, but the rich sit in a place of the lowly, which means if you offended, you know what? I'm pray for you, but I'm not going to sit here and try to and try to get my point in because you ain't listening to my point no how. So I'm not going to try to get my point in with you. I'm just going to say, be encouraged. That's what the old saints used to say, baby, be encouraged. Isn't that something? That, who, who, who wins with somebody that doesn't care anyhow? You trying to, well, no, I'm trying to tell you. See, you was wrong for that. that they don't care. Nobody wins. Don't play the blame game. You got it? Third thing, third thing. Am I helping anybody? We're talking about doing what? Handling conflict. Third thing, listen intently. I cannot tell you uh, how important it is to listen intently. Because most of us listen with intention, not intently. Listen, what's the difference? If I'm listening intently, I'm listening to what you're saying before I form my response. If I'm listening with intention, I have my response before you finish talking. That's why you'll be trying to talk to people, and they're going, and they're going, and they're, and then, and then, and then they say something back to you. You're like, did you not just hear anything I just said? They didn't. They listened with intention, not intently. So I have to listen intently. Because what I found out that happens in a lot of conflict it's just miscommunication. Matter of fact, 99.992% of the time. There's only 0.008% of the time that it's not a communication issue. And most times, people are saying the same thing. 
They're just saying it a different way. Still getting to the same result. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Fourth thing. Fourth thing. Am I helping you? Because we want to be mature the way we handle conflict. We want to handle conflict so well when we get in front of the Lord, the Lord says, man, you really did a good job with so-and-so because I tell you. Don't you want God to say, you did a wonderful job with them? Well, because I would have opened the earth on them, but you. Fourth thing. L let the leader have the final decision. And when you see Acts chapter 15, and this is so important, because especially when you're on the same team, it's not about winning individually. It's about winning corporately. And I can tell you, husbands and wives, but I, I got her. That's your wife. What do you mean you got her? Ooh, I showed him. That's your husband. What you showed is, is he maybe should have took some more time before he bought the ring. <laughs> you ain't got to say nothing. I got you. Just say, no, it's not a... There's no glory, married ladies that say, well, I told my husband. There's no glory in that. Then either he must be a sorry leader or you must be an overbearing woman, one of the two. Okay, I'm, I'm taking it too far. I'm taking it too far. Y'all can't handle this kind of teaching on Wednesday night at the Harvest Christmas in the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all can't handle this. I will preach this on the radio or somewhere. I will fly somewhere to preach this because I'm going to preach it. In Acts chapter 15, Paul, Barnabas, the Pharisees, they had a dispute. They went to the apostles and said, here's our dispute. The apostles heard the dispute. Peter gets up and says, hey, you know, this, this sounds pretty good. This sounds pretty good. P Peter was kind of in the top. He was in the top three. Peter, James, and John. They were the top three out of the 12. Got it? Now. Peter gets up. He says something good. They keep talking. They keep talking. James, though, he's the bishop of Jerusalem. He's the H-A-I-C, the head apostle in charge. And James says, that's why we read it in Acts 15. James says, I like what y'all are saying. And here's my final decision. So let it be written. So let it be done. Got it? Now, that, that's a powerful principle. I don't have time to work that principle. It's a powerful principle. Because understand this, the, the weight of the decision rests with the leader. And, and it's so important that you understand that. If you, if whatever situation you're in, it's so important that you understand that. Got it? So if you're on your job, nobody, well, I'm going to tell my supervisor. No, you, you, you communicate. You communicate this and that. And you know, and that's good. That's good. That's growth and change. That's healthy conflict. But at the end of the day, it's not your decision to make. You communicate and say, but whatever the policy is, I will, I'm a, I will get with it. Because let me tell you how God deals with people that always buck. He puts a bucker in your life. Anybody ever had it? Come on, let's be real tonight. Come on. Come on. I'm already, we already been in the Kool-Aid. We've already done the stuff. Come on here. He will put a bucker in your life. I don't mean, and, and not, 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 a little, not a little pony. Not Mr. Ed. 
I mean a big old, you know, <laughs> stallion bucker. Just can everybody turn to page five now? And you got to remind yourself, I'm saved in the name of Jesus. Fifth and last point, I'm through. When you're dealing with conflict with people that are offended, realize you can't win them. You can't win the offended. So it's best to wait until they're in a state where they're not offended or pray from a distance. That's it. That's it. You can't win the offended. You can sit there all day and try to tell, uh, you got unsafe uh, co-workers and they sitting there going back and forth. You can't win the offended. But I was trying to tell them and see, I, I, was, I was praying and I took them all out. That's wonderful. But you can't win the offended. I was trying to tell them what the kingdom is and they talking about no. And then, uh, you can't win the offended. Can't win them. Not while they're offended. And, and consequently, you know what most people want to try to have a discussion? Is when somebody's offended. No, we're going to talk about this now. No. Married, married ladies, when your husband says, just give me some time. Don't no, we're going to talk now because, see, the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. Sun don't go down at 8 o'clock. <laughs> it's 6.30. I will be back by 7.45. Because <laughs> what you're doing is there's a wound there, ladies. Can I just teach on relationship for 15 seconds? There's a wound there. That's what caused the offense. And while you're trying to press it and prod it, what you're doing is causing him to resent you because you're pressing on a wound. And what you need to do is let him go, put a Band-Aid on that wound, and come back halfway healed, and then he'll talk. Everybody stand on your feet. Thank you for tuning in to today's life-giving message. Harvest exists to change lives by leading people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. And if you have a testimony of how Harvest has changed your life, let us know on our website contact us page. We're able to continue to change lives because of the faithful giving of people just like you. And if you'd like to contribute to Harvest financially, you can do so today online at www.harvestcc.me. Remember to love God. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.